This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick Glimsdahl, and I would like to welcome you to the Press One for Nick podcast. My guest today is Allie Lichtenstein, and Allie is the head of customer experience design at Dow Jones. She is responsible for leading the global CX design team that designs end-to-end experiences for Dow Jones consumers and B2B customers. Welcome to the podcast, Allie. Thank you. So nice to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and before uh, we kind of get started, you know, will you please just provide the audience a high-level recap of what the Dow Jones network does? Sure. Uh, so primarily, you have a mix of consumer and B2B products, like you mentioned. So on the consumer side, it's primarily the Wall Street Journal and all the products that go into that. So this is the print paper, uh, the apps, the website. Uh, so as well as WSJ, also Barron Properties and Market Watch. And on the B2B side, uh, Factiva is one of our main products. Um, Factiva is a source of over 30,000 paid sources that we are then licensing to companies often used by uh, data scientists or library researchers. We also have a slew of risk and compliance products, as well as our Newswires uh, product that is fielding real-time financial data directly to companies. So... There are very much a mix of sometimes our customer is someone that is purchasing an API feed of data, or it could be a person who's purchasing an individual subscription to the Wall Street Journal. Wow. Sounds like you are a little bit busy. Eh, just a smidge, but it's <laughs> never boring. Never boring. <laughs> just a smidge. Were you the first person in customer experience at Dow Jones? Um, so it's interesting. It's really, there had always been a component of people that were thinking about what are the experiences for our specific products, but they existed as parts of different roles. Um, so about five years ago was when Dow Jones formed a standalone customer experience design team. Um, at the time, I was actually in digital marketing and was generating subscriptions and doing digital engagement across the uh, Wall Street Journal and Barron's products. Um, I quite honestly didn't know what customer experience design was, and I heard about this. It sounded really interesting. It sounded to be a lot of the things that uh, I was told, eh, don't worry about that in marketing, um, were a lot of the things that customer experience worried about. And I raised my hand and said, hey, I want to give it a try. So we formed as a team. So I was one of the first uh, four members of that team when it started. Hmm. And, and why the shift in customer experience five years ago? Where, where was the mindset where they're like, aha, we need to now focus on CX? Sure. So at the time, we had a fairly new CEO, um, and it was for the first time we hired a chief customer officer. Mm. And they were really looking at the business and saying, we need to grow tremendously. We need to go grow our subscription business, whether that's on the consumer or B2B side. 
let's take a step back. And instead of, we had spent a lot of time building products and technologies around those products, took a step back and said, let's just look at what customers want. And based on some work that those two people had done at other News Corp companies said, we need to have a customer group that really is going to focus on what do customers want? What do they need out of our existing products or future products? Start with that in order to really scale the business a lot bigger. Hmm. And, and then, um, so what is it that you do today as the head of customer experience at Dow Jones? Yes. So I would say a big part of it is really looking at the day-to-day roadmap of the business and saying, okay, what's happening, you know, in the next um, really, whether it's month, um, six months down the road and looking at there are probably new products or services or product features that we're going to be rolling out and saying, okay, what do we want that experience to be? And working with the different stakeholders in the business and hearing, okay, they want to launch a new product. And my team's really responsible for saying, what exactly is this experience going to be? And, and creating the journey for that customer, bringing together the different teams, whether it's marketing, product, technology, who are creating something and saying, okay, this is everything kind of below the surface of the iceberg that's going to go into making that experience. And then teams go and build and design those things and it launches and we then look and say, okay, do we get the right experience, the right kind of feedback we were expecting? Um, I'd say the other component of it is really when we are looking at customer feedback and we just start to see an uptick or change in something that already exists and they're not great experiences. And we take a look and we really peel back and say, why is this happening? So, Mm. and we try to figure out, is it because of technology? Is it the way these customers are being serviced? What is it that's contributing to this experience? How can we make it better? Um, Mm. On a day-to-day standpoint, I would say a lot of my role is we're a very siloed company, as I think a lot of large companies are. It's a lot of bringing different stakeholders together and having those conversations um, where one team may be very much designing the technology and other teams very much focused on marketing. And we ordered the, the service of that. We try to bring everyone together to say, okay, well, this is a reality of what it's going to feel like if you're a customer who doesn't know about what's happening, all those pieces behind the scenes. Yeah. No, I, I love that. So the, the main talk, topic that I wanted to talk about today was to focus on the, the design of customer experience or customer experience design. So what does that, from your perspective, what does that mean to you? Sure. So we, we get this question a lot, especially when we formed as a team and people said, huh, well, aren't you UX and what's the difference and what do you guys <laughs> do? So really looking at saying customer experience being any sort of touch point any type of perception of that a customer might have of a product and the design of it being how do we want to have a customer go through and use our product Um, or it could be a service or it could be um, just the brand in general so I really see it as one part risk management in a way when you are trying to create something new and say, well, how are we going to make this the best that it could possibly be? And thinking through every interaction a customer is going to have from the minute they might see a print ad to when the newspapers potentially deliver to them and it's a 
the bag isn't right and their paper gets wet. All of those things contribute to the customer experience. Yeah. And we as designing those things then figure out how do we not bleed our any of our uh, ways of working, if you will, onto the customer. Hmm. So how important is um, having a customer-centric viewpoint or maybe putting the, the shoes on uh, and walking in the shoes of the customer? How, how important is that customer-centric fo uh, focus? I think more than ever, it is beyond essential. So if you look at, I mean, I know myself as a customer, we have more choice than ever to do anything. And we have really great experiences. Um, I always, anytime, well, not these days, but anytime I would have used an Uber um, in the past, the idea, if you would have told me 20 years ago that instead of having to you know, get a cab in New York and stand there and wait in the rain and whatnot, I would have a thing on my phone and I could press a button and magically a car is gonna appear and take me where I need to go. And I don't need to have cash on me the whole experience of using Uber or using Netflix or Spotify, they are just easy, simple, as clear as you could be experiences. And they're, every year there's more and more of them. And that's what customers expect, period, from anything. So yeah. everything you do, you know, so customers aren't looking at, oh, well, the Wall Street Journal is over you know, 130 years old. They probably have some old systems and yeah. ways of working that really doesn't matter to a customer. So I think more than ever, really regardless of what industry you're in or what you're doing, people are not comparing within silos of industry. They are just feeling overall when I'm a human and I wake up in the morning, how am I getting information, especially in the way, you know, past few months of just wanting to cut through clutter, wanting to do the things that are easy, more than ever, customers are going to just be gravitating to the places that are easy to work with, easy to do business with. And we know as a company, it just impacts the bottom line. If it's not easy and you're not delivering on what a customer needs, you're essentially, it's going to be very hard to have a business long-term. Yeah, no, I, I would hundred percent agree. And, and it's also, there's so many other companies that are trying to pull your customers away from you and finding ways to drive a better experience or solving the problems quicker or getting them that product to you at a, at an easier rate or overnight or whatever that looks like. But um, yeah, it's, you, you mentioned some, some big hitters in being customer focused. So uh, it's, it's always important to stay focused regardless of the industry and regardless of the size of the company. Definitely. And you, the publishing industry has certainly, so I've been at Dow Jones for about 14 years I started before we even, there was an app, let's say, you know, a mobile app, which is where we're getting so many of our customers now and thinking through what publishing looks like then versus what it looks like now. And, you know, you have more than ever with, you know, with Facebook, Google, with Buzzfeed, there are more places for people to get information. We can say as, you know, we can tout the strength of our journalism and our factual news and whatnot. But again, it needs to feel like an easy experience to just consume our content. If mm. it's not easy to log into the products or to get your paper delivered, it's really hard to say, well, then you should pay for our information if you can just go on and feel like you can get it very easily somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of the data out there of finding ways um, to, to look at what the customer's 
and, and the open rate and the subscription rate and, and what channels or what products they're using, how often they're using them. There's so much data out there. So how do you go about measuring the customer experience design? It's, I wish I had a, um, <laughs> a magical number. I would say it really varies almost on a project by project basis. Um, a lot of times we measure it by saying we didn't get the volume of negative feedback we thought we would and that's successful. Um, sometimes it's we made a change or we made a launch or we sunset something as we often do and we didn't hear anything. Sometimes not hearing anything mm -hmm. is the best news you could possibly have. Um, and that's fine. Most of the times we're aligned to the business. So if our engagement team is looking to announce something or a product enhancement or feature or whatnot, we're very much tied to, okay, our goal is going to be create an experience that helps increase engagement by whatever percent they're looking for the tests that they're doing. And that's really how we try to gauge that we're working. Um, sometimes it's difficult because it might take our team, we spend a lot of time doing customer journey maps. We might need 20 journeys to be able to break down what we want an experience to be on something that's a pretty minor customer change. Mm. On the other hand, sometimes a major change, well, it's really more on the messaging and the look and feel. There's not so much of a customer journey needed. Um, so our time as a team sometimes is harder to, to quantify because we may be spending numerous days, hours or whatnot invested in making a change to something um, versus something else. So, Yeah. No, it, it must be tough too sometimes because it's all about the customer's perception. So measuring it can be subjective, right? Definitely. Definitely. You know, um, the, the one quote that I love is the, is the late Steve Jobs. He famously said, you got to start with the customer experience and work backward to, toward the technology, not mm -hmm. the other way around. And for me in the contact center space, it's essentially to focus on the customer experience, the employee experience and the business outcomes, and then work backward toward the technology. So very similar to, to, to what Steve Jobs has said. So how do you, do you use the same technique with customer experience design or do you use something else? We very much use that same technique. Um, so knowing that there, I also like the idea, I believe it's Jeff Bezos that's had go into a room for whatever meeting and have a chair represent the mm -hmm. customer. And we've definitely tried that approach in many ways. Andrew brought up, played a specific customer call and or put a customer quote on the wall in a room. If we're starting from scratch and saying, okay, this is potential, this is what the overall customer perception is. Mm. What is it that we want the customer perception to be? Kind of start with that, that brainstorming laundry list of items and then create the journey to make that happen, which sounds a lot easier said than done. A lot of times it involves different teams trying to say, well, my, my team literally can't build the thing to make that outcome happen. Okay. So if we can't do that, is there, because we don't have a budget to, I don't either have the people or the system to make that happen. What can we do that gets us as close to that as possible? Um, many times we come up, come up with things that it's in a perfect world, we would have a way to do something. And unfortunately we don't, but always starting from ideally, what do we want the customer experience to be? 
is that blue sky approach and better than definitely saying, all right, well, these are the capabilities we have now and starting with, all right, well, the existing technology, let's say that we have today could go and we can make this happen. Um, we found if you start from that, you could end up with, and we've been in this situation, you end up with a technology or end up putting a product out there that ultimately is not what anyone wants to use. And therefore time money is spent on something that's therefore not used or you then find, wow, we went out there and we didn't realize all these other things behind the scenes that we're going to contribute. Um, we've been in situations where we're going to shut down certain legacy systems and roll out something new without taking a look and saying, mm, how's that ultimately going to impact when customers call this 800 number? If we didn't map out and say, let's just go through it from a customer standpoint, we would have turned something off and basically left people to fall off a cliff in certain places, if you will. So that's where that risk management piece comes in. And by saying, okay, well, a customer doesn't realize that, oh yeah, we retired that system and that's why I'm going through this. It's not their problem. So really think starting from, yeah, how is this actually going to be accessed and what's this going to, what will my experience be is really what's helped bring us back. Um, sometimes you need those showing people those, those pitfalls in order for different teams around the business, I think, to really get why we're there in the room um, and what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's really tough to get buy-in when it comes to customer experience or even the design of, of customer experience because they don't see the overall holistic approach and and their role in that. Okay. Um, so maybe inside of uh, Dow Jones, how are you communicating customer experience throughout all these different channels? So let's say it's a legacy technology, and you're saying, "Hey, we need to improve the customer experience." Mm -hmm. It's based off of what we've seen and the journey maps that we've gone through, we know that technology in this specific instance is the issue. Um, you know, explaining that to the, the head of that department uh, sometimes can be difficult. Definitely can be difficult. Um, I think a lot of it is around just storytelling. I've spent a lot of time just thinking through, you know, as you mentioned, there's millions of data points and, more so than ever, uh, we have so many ways people are getting information and just thinking through how do we make it real for people. We found you know, making journey maps are more of a, an empathy map, if you will, that either incorporates the customer call to be able to, at different points in the journey, call out literally what the customer is experiencing um, and feeling. Um, as well as having the point of view from agents who may have spoken to that person, really bringing in exactly what happened and showing and or showing it visually. So trying to have those journey maps where you can show, and this is where the person hit a dead end and didn't know what to do. And this was the result, trying to tell all that story, either with the, you know, the audio visual component of it has been effective. I, I think, the most real thing when executives can hear a really unfortunate call, it really brings it to life in a way that is very visceral when people listen to it. So I, I found that really to be the best way to get buy-in for things. Yeah, no, I, I, I would 100% agree. It's the, the story time is, is essential in customer experience. So uh, you mentioned that um, customer experience design or the department started about five years ago. 
-hmm. How has that department evolved inside of Dow Jones throughout those five years? So when we started, it was strictly on the consumer products for the first year and a half. Um, And even with that, we really started with WSJ being the biggest percentage of our customers. Mm -hmm. So from after at that point, we did move into the B2B products. Um, And a lot of where we started was literally just saying, you know, we want to just create customer journeys of let's say it's uh, first even let's create a life cycle certainly on the b2b side it's what it where does this start is it sales driven is it is there is there lead gen you know what is happening so we spent a lot of time the first few years really just creating baseline journeys once that work is more or less done i the, more recently it's been around kind of consulting on as we're making changes, as because we're continually kind of growing, evolving the business, it's okay, we are getting involved with, we're making this change and we're gonna come in and take a look at, okay, this is what the experience should be and or call it just a lot of sanity checks. Just hearing, you know, we're switching from, we have a loyalty program. Well, we're switching from one fulfillment of a, you know, some sort of loyalty to piece to another vendor. Okay, just looking at it and reviewing end to end, asking a million questions, uh, thinking not only what could a customer ask, what could a customer service agent need to answer so that we're really thinking through, will there be any pitfalls there? Um, So I'd say, you know, long story short, moving from a creating baseline journeys to really being more consulting on the business. Mm. You mentioned um, at the beginning, I asked the question about measuring customer experience, and it's a, it's a tough question to answer. Uh, yes. So I'm going to give you a, a harder question to answer. Uh, so with that information, how or can you measure uh, an ROI in customer experience design? Mm. We've done a bit around return on experience. So trying to quantify um, if we start with an experience being at A and we change it to B, how much are customers then more likely to stay with us if they move from A to B and or are they less likely to contact us because they had a better experience? We've been able to do that in bits and pieces, not always, I would say, because again, sometimes we find ourselves in a position we're spending a lot of time as a team kind of thinking through and designing these experiences. And sometimes the desired outcome is just that the customer doesn't notice a change or that we don't get feedback. So it's hard to know, well, how bad could something have been had we not taken a look at it? Um, So it's not a definite, but we, in bits and pieces of the business, we are trying as best we can to try to make sure we're always aligned to whatever the business is trying to do, trying to figure out what are the key drivers around the business of how we're growing and making sure that we're constantly looking at those experiences. And then as a team, because we're a small team, making sure that we're investing our time in the right areas. Hmm. If I were to introduce you to somebody who is a uh, just accepted a role for the a head of customer experience design at a at a different company, what what advice would you give them? Mm. Um, the first thing I would just say: listen and get to know your customers as much as humanly possible. Um, 
talk to and try to meet every as many stakeholders in the is in the business as possible even someone who you may think well there's this person maybe it's someone who works in finance and processes invoices and you're thinking well there's not going to be a customer impact every single thing that's done um it could be the person that's setting up chairs in the auditorium for team meetings everything that's done really does ultimately i think have a customer impact um so trying to really meet the different teams, trying to find out what keeps people awake, keeps people up at night. I yeah. think that was a big bit of trying to understand what are the business's barriers and then trying to then see, well, what are the customer's barriers? Sometimes they're not aligned at all. And that is always really interesting. So trying to bring all those things together, learning as much as possible um, and shadowing customer service agents is just invaluable. Um, when I have anyone new on my team who starts or anyone I meet that is new to Dow Jones, um, like you need to listen to customer calls. It's really the only way to truly understand, especially when it's a customer who is not one that you can identify with. I mean, on the B2B side, I'm not a market researcher. It's hard or I don't, you know, not looking up um, companies that have sanctions that I can't do business with, but trying to understand what those customer needs are, or just, it's the only way you can be in a customer's shoes. So doing that as much as possible and listening, actively listening are just invaluable. Yeah, it's some great, great advice. Um, you know, kind of going back to Amazon, I know a bunch of other companies do it also, but all of their executives have to spend a day inside their call center to listen to what the customers are saying and their pain points. And then listening to the employee side too on the customer service rep and saying, what went wrong? How do I, how can we improve as an organization? And I just taking that information is so invaluable. So how often are you guys um, asking for customer feedback on the design without maybe uh, you mentioned sending people inside the call center, which mm -hmm. I, I believe is so awesome, but uh, taking other feedback and doing something yeah. with it. So on a really our the customer service reporting team on a weekly basis puts out voice of the customer reporting and really anyone across the business can take a look at verbatim customer comments. What we launched um, about a year ago was, was we made customer service pop-ups where we our customer service center in the US is based in Princeton, New Jersey. Our most of the execs and marketing and product teams are in our New York office. We brought teams of um, agents from Princeton to the New York office and literally set up a call center in the office. And we started doing that once a quarter and let people sign up for 30 minute sessions. So anyone could come in and you'd sit down and you'd sit with an agent and you would literally be watching what an agent was doing and following their screens and asking them questions and then listening to the customer calls. So mm -hmm. that was, and then we rolled that out um, in different offices globally. So that was really effective. Um, obviously COVID came and we're not all in the same location anymore. So we're thinking through doing that virtually. Um, but that really has been, I would say the biggest way that we've been able to get people to really understand exactly what customers and the customer service teams are experiencing. Hmm. Yeah, that's really neat. Uh, at the very beginning, you had mentioned uh, that a department or an employee or leadership said, 
Um, aren't you guys just user experience? Like what, what is the difference? So maybe clear that up on explaining the difference between customer experience design and user experience design. Sure. So I always, if I really on a high level way, look at it is if we were, if customers were arriving on an order form, uh, the UX team would be very much looking at what's the design of this page. How are the form fields laid, laid out? Um, what's the wireframe? Are there drop downs or radio buttons? Is everything on the page optimized and or and then a user research team looking at, okay, are customers able to complete certain actions on that page? I would say we stay away from how does a page look? We're not um, graphic designers or art designers in any way. We're most concerned with what was a person experiencing before they got to this page? Did this order page get their payoff of what they were expecting? Where are they going after? And if they have a problem, what are they going to do? So um, really, we're not just digital. I always like to make that point out there too. So again, if someone, the biggest reason why anybody contacts us um, in our call center is because they didn't get their Wall Street Journal newspaper. There's still a million people in the US that get a newspaper six days a week, which is always hard for people to believe. Um, so yeah, that may not be how people are purchasing, but thinking through what happened, why did the paper come at eight instead of seven and trying to understand those things. Um, we work extremely closely with the UX team because again, customers are customers and we know if they're, they've heard something in their research, it's likely something that We've also heard in the call center as well. We share a lot of information um, as well as like the customer service reporting team. And then we have a intelligence team, which is more traditional market research, really bringing all that together, super important. But we are, unlike UX, we're not doing wireframes or making any of the design recommendations. Yeah, that that, that does not sound like my cup of tea on the, <laughs> on the UX side. I'll, I'll let somebody... Uh, smart that has expertise uh, complete them but uh, so I, I wrap up every podcast with two questions uh, the first question is is what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year and then the second question is if you could leave a note to all the customer service and all the customer experience professionals and it would reach everybody hmm. what would it say I love those questions. Uh, so, you know, I would say for the Booker person, I have, well, I have two answers. It was really too hard to come down with. Um, so I would say person, so Smita Pillay, who was the chief um, diversity and inclusion officer at Dell Jones. Um, she left the company a few months ago. She is at Zendesk now, but she was everything um, that I would hope to someday be in a C-level executive. I had the opportunity to speak about diversity and inclusion and just had one of those, I'm just gonna reach out to her personally and see if I could run a question past her. And she made time to meet with me numerous times, mm -hmm. literally to just let me pick her brain, to give me direction, gave me tough love and really personally helped me tell my story and made me gave me the confidence to say okay people do want to hear a personal story and this is a good way to kind of craft what you need to do in just 30 minutes and so she personally was really really helpful um and also made me realize how much diversity and inclusion especially now more than ever really impacts the customer experience and impacts the employee experience how much it's all interwoven so 
it was a great personal and professional learning experience working with her. Um, from a book standpoint, so um, I had the pleasure, I read the, I'm a big Beastie Boys fan and read um, the autobiography fairly recently because I had also seen the documentary and I just love hearing what, I, I think similar to customer experience, you know, things look really easy on the outside sometime. When you peel it back and you learn about what like this particular group had to go through in order to make it big and kind of, it, there is no clear linear path in anything. They had a lot of starts and stops and hiccups along the way and just made them more human and found that really interesting. That's um, great. And, and, and then, then, yep. Second oh, question is if you could leave a note to all the customer service and customer experience professionals uh, and it would reach everybody, what would it say? I would, I would really say that, let me think how I would phrase this exactly. I would say team, you're the most important team in this business. Don't let anyone tell you any differently. You, our products, our services are only as good as the experiences our customers have. You are the ones that are helping them to use it, to answer questions. Uh, it's essential essential what our agents are able to do every day. So I would boil that down into something simple that says you're appreciated every day and you're the most important team to this business. Yeah, that's some, some great advice. What is the best way for somebody to get a hold of you and they want to learn more or um, you know, they, they like what you said around customer experience design and maybe wanted to pick your brain about something else? Um, can they connect with you on LinkedIn or what's the best way to get a hold of you? Definitely. LinkedIn is best. Um, I love connecting with people. I would love to, I love to be challenged if someone's heard anything I've said and has advice or has a different way they've managed to tackle it or have questions. I'm, I love learning from others. So I really look forward to connecting with as many of you as possible. And yes, I'm the only Ellie Lichtenstein in customer experience uh, that I know of on LinkedIn. <laughs> That, that is awesome. And I, I'll tag you on social uh, when, we, when we put this live uh, so you have access to Allie. Um, Allie, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure and to learn more about customer experience design and what you guys are doing and, and the success that you've had at Dow Jones. So I really appreciate it. Sure. Thanks so much for having me. This has been great. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press 1 for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.